Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Fair Ones and Fairways. I am Noel Sosa, and I've got the hurricane with me, my man Fernando. What's up, brother? Hey, not much, man. Again, as always, another uh, big week, uh, big week for fights, man. And uh, yeah, can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, man, a lot going on. You know, we were, we were thinking, you know, it might be a couple of weeks. So I was like, no. We started talking. Listen, man, Cinco de Mayo weekend is always a big weekend yeah. for the sport of boxing. Big weekend, yeah. It's almost like the Super Bowl in a way. Depending on the fight, it's a big weekend for sure. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, I think the fight happening this weekend in Mexico, I think half of it is a big deal. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a big deal for... And it's going to be 50,000 people there that, yeah. that you know, are going to be there cheering for that big deal. Yeah, man. Uh, Canelo Alvarez, kind of a... Well, I guess this is a homecoming for him. Oh yeah, major homecoming uh, showcase. Really, it's a showcase. It really is. It's gonna be. Uh, it's good. I, I still believe the the atmosphere there is gonna be electric. It's gonna be a big night. Oh, it's sure. gonna be. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's gonna be like a soccer like environment oh, yeah. for this fight. Yeah, uh, fighting there at the Akron Stadium. How do you say it? Am I saying that right? Yeah, Ac- so Estadio Akron. Or there we it, go. It probably is Akron. Thank you, my friend, for bailing me out there. <laughs> uh, Canelo Alvarez, man, Saul Canelo Alvarez. Uh, who some people still consider one of the best pound for pound. I I, I think he is. I, I think that's something we're going to get into in a yeah. little bit here, man. Obviously, coming off the the uh, loss to uh, Dimitri Bivol. Uh But Canelo Alvarez, man, what a record he has at 58 wins, just two defeats, uh, two draws, and 39 wins by knockout. Yeah. Uh, Canelo Alvarez, man, one of the top, uh, you know, obviously one of the biggest money makers in the sport by far. Uh, the face, t- yeah. the current face of boxing for I, sure. I, I gotta say that. I gotta say that. A lot of people are starting to give Tank his credit for the last fight, but Canelo's been the one holding it yeah. down. Yeah, Canelo, uh, he's the current face, and the torch will get passed eventually to right. Tank. But uh, the reigning face of boxing is Canelo, and that's uh, without a doubt. Yep, for sure. Absolutely. Taking on John Ryder, uh, thirty-two wins, five defeats, and eighteen knockouts. Um, kind of looking at Ryder's resume a little bit earlier. I mean, he's not a bad fighter. No. Uh, he, he's, he's a good fighter. Um, doesn't have any real standout wins to me. No. Uh, he's a southpaw, too, which can complicate things for fighters. Right. You know, uh, he's got a good right hook, and, you know, he comes forward. He, he sets up a very decent one, too. I've seen him get people out of there with it. Right. And he cannot work opponents. You know, he, he has a good, uh, good work ethic in that ring. He can, uh, his punch output is pretty good. Um, that being said... I don't think he has the power to keep someone like Canelo at bay. And some of the combos he, he throws, from what I saw, it doesn't look like it'll give Canelo any type of problems at all. I mean, he can probably fight him off the ropes if he wants. Right. And land something big off of there. And he'll, I think Canelo would be fine. I think you're right. Uh, he, he does have a win over Daniel Jacobs. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Which was a surprising win. It was a very close split decision. Sure. But, uh, but, and I, and not, how do I put this? I guess Daniel Jacobs is kind of on the downslide as well. I right. don't know if, you, if you've seen that. He struggled with Gabe Rosado as well. Right. So maybe he caught him. He caught Daniel Jacobs at the right time. Mm. And uh, but he, he still outworked him. He still did. You know. I mean, definitely the greatest W himself. on his on his resume. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's a former world champion. So a win over him. That's a major win on your record for sure. Yeah, man. Uh, listen, this is happening again in in Guadalajara, Jalisco, Mexico, at the. Uh, Akron Stadium. Uh, John Ryder, man, I mean, he is riding into town, Canelo's backyard. And, you know, as a fighter, you always want to think that you can win. You always got to believe that you can get in there and and, and find a way to victory. But, man, the odds 
they're really not in his favor uh, uh, for this matchup coming up uh, this weekend. No, no, for sure. And, you know, he's going to have to come into this fight with tremendous belief in himself. You know, he's going to have to, you know, every fighter that gets in the ring is courageous, but he's going to have to just dig more into that reservoir for this one. You know, he, he has to know what he's facing. He has to know the environment he's going to be in. I mean, anything that Canelo throws at him, the crowd's going to go insane, right. even if it misses. Everything he throws, the crowd's probably going to boo the hell out of him. Right. But uh, and so he's going to have to have tremendous, tremendous men- mental strength for this fight. It's going to be, it, it, it could be brutal for for the visiting fighter. Right. You know. Um, I mean, what is his hope here? Is he just going to have to land the perfect punch? You know, from what I saw, his, his money punch was his right hook. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to find a way to land that. <laughs> but, you know, Canelo makes. Just right, too, though. Yeah. And Canelo makes, uh, he's very good at making the necessary adjustments. I just can't see him getting hit by the same punch over and over again, and, and that's his money punch. I mean, I just I can't see it. I think I think you know. Let's call it what it is, brother. I think we need to go ahead and do that, right? Yeah. This is a showcase fight. It is. It's a it, showcase, and, and, and I always hate saying that because it's it's like well, it's almost ceremonial. But at the end of the day, these guys are in there; they're fighting. Anything can happen in a fight. But let me just tell you, um, there are levels to this. Canelo's at the top level. John Ryder is a good fighter, solid fighter. This is a little bit out of his out of his realm. Yeah, I know. He's going to find himself in, after that first round, he's going to probably think to himself, man, what am I doing here? What's going on here? Yeah. But, uh, you know, this is, in my opinion, this is more of a warm-up fight for the bigger fight right. for Canelo and, you know, what he has his, his sights set on. You know, <laughs> let's talk about that for a second. And, and not to just gloss over it. Listen, it's happening this Saturday, Cinco de Mayo weekend, out there in Mexico at the big stadium. It's going to be quite festive. Okay. I think it's going to be a celebration. It's going to be a party. It's going to be a showcase. It's going to be a good old time, probably for everybody except John Ryder. I'll tell you what, though. He, he'll he get to go home with a check. Okay. You know, he'll, he'll be good he'll, man. He'll be fine. And you know what? At the end of the day, you get to take care of your family with that. It's a big payday. That's right. That's what you want for all fighters. He man. knows what he's signing up for. Yeah, he knows exactly what he's signing up for. And, you know, and I hate to just say, because I don't like to um, – underestimate fighters but this is to me this is just another greg hogan moment you know this is canelo's greg hogan moment you know yeah. chavez did it in front of 130,000 people back right. in 93 right you know with greg hogan who was a tough guy right you know he was a former world champion and you know can give a lot of people tough fights but he made it look easy he took him out of there in five rounds and you know john Ryder has an eerily similar record to greg hogan isn't that crazy isn't yeah. that crazy you know yeah eerily similar and so, yeah, I mean, this looks like, you know, I don't, I got, and I'll reiterate, I don't want to, you know, downplay somebody's skills or, right. or underestimate, but I just, I can't see him getting out of the sixth round. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, again, you know, all due respect yeah. um, to these warriors who get in there and put it on the line. I just can't, in my mind, as hard as I try, come up with a circumstance where he is victorious or even makes it to the last round, you know, through, you know the distance. Yeah. I just can't see it. I, can't see I just it can't see it. Now, maybe Canelo feels the same we feel. Yeah. Maybe he's deciding not to train. Maybe he's deciding not to diet. Maybe he's going to go out drinking the night before. Maybe the day of. I don't know. Like, I'm trying to trying to create a scenario, yeah. but all these things aren't happening. No. You know, Canelo's a professional. He's dedicated to this sport. He loves this sport. Uh, he also loves golf, by the way. Uh, one day we'll we'll get we'll get him out on the course. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he he's dedicated to the sport. It's his life. It's what he does. It's what he's always done. All those things, hypothetical scenarios, will not be a factor. So if we're just being real, 
Uh, I agree with you, man. I think that uh, it's going to be a showcase night and uh, Canelo should be able to do his thing. And like you said, like the point you were getting to, is really trying to get geared up for what he's really wanting to do, and that is a rematch with Dimitri Bivol. Where should we start here? Because I just want to say this. Every interview that I read about Canelo giving, it, 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 they say he's just obsessed yeah. with getting some get back. He does not like the taste of defeat. He's only DOS twice. One, Floyd Mayweather, when he was green, a little yeah. bit too young, yeah. a little bit too green to fight Floyd. Floyd beat him, you know, in you know, earlier on when he was much younger. Yeah. Uh and, and then his latest defeat, uh, just a few months ago, uh, against Dimitri Bivol. Yeah. Uh, uh going all, you know, all the way up to a light heavyweight. Yeah. Uh, you know, up up at the one seventy five uh weight class. And listen, he had some success going up in that weight before against uh, Sergey Kovalev. Yeah, yeah. But Dmitry Bivol is a young, in his prime, undefeated world champion who is highly skilled. Uh, man, I, I said it at the beginning of that fight. Obviously, we weren't doing the pod at that time, but mm-hmm. but I said it. Everyone who knows me knows I said it. I think that's just a little too much. I think that's biting off a little bit more than could Canelo could chew. Now, listen, if they were both the same size, we talk about pound for pound, yeah. I think Canelo's got him for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But weight classes are there for a reason. I felt like it was too much weight, and the size factor was going to definitely play a part. And I think we saw that. And I don't want to, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a second here to talk too. But also in tandem, I almost feel, and this is hard for me to say, uh, but like Canelo just didn't have a real game plan in his in his first fight against Bivol. So can that make a difference? I don't know. How do you feel about it? Well, I think going into the the Bivol fight, I think he was feeling himself a little too too much around <laughs> yeah. that time. He, he did. I mean, he was yeah. talking about going up to cruiserweight and fighting, you know, uh, Makabu. Which I think he, even he would have lost that fight to Makabu it was just size too much size, right? So he was feeling himself too much. He was man. throwing around the word heavyweight, yeah. Fernando. God, I mean, <laughs> calm down, please. <laughs> No, there's there's no way. There's just no way. And uh, you know, he had beaten Kovalev, which you know, by the way, was a very impressive win. I know some of his critics don't give him credit for that. Come on, but that was a very impressive win. So yeah, I mean, he was feeling himself. He had every right to feel himself. He was in everybody's you know top three pound for pound at that moment. But yeah, I mean, the weight classes exist for a reason. You know, Bivol is a natural light heavyweight, and he's got power and he's got fast hands for for a light heavyweight. And you know, Canelo didn't look like he could make the necessary adjustments in there. Now that doesn't mean I don't see him winning a rematch, and I'm not a, a and, I'll, and ask anybody about me. They know I'm not the biggest Canelo f- fanboy out there. Sure, but I can see him winning a rematch. I can see I can see a pathway for it if you know if he uh, makes the necessary adjustments. So you can see. So I can, you, I can see it happening. Um, I can, I can see him winning a, a controversial decision. And I throw that out a lot controversy, but it's a part of the sport. It is, and I can see him winning a one fifteen one thirteen. You know something like that. Well, I'll go there with you for a second because, again, that that's kind of where – that's why I said what I said earlier. I, I, I felt like you're right that he got caught just thinking that he was this invincible because it looked to me, and, and maybe I'm wrong here, but it looked to me in the first fight against Bivol like he was looking for one punch. Yeah. And the, Canelo doesn't fight that way. And he also looked fatigued, which mm-hmm. early in his career he kind of had that problem, but as he got in more into his prime, he, he really didn't. Mm-hmm. And but then that came back up a little bit again, his sure. fatigue, and so that kind of surprised me too that he got tired as quick as he did. 
I mean, and, and what is that? Is that is that something that happened in training camp? Is that him getting a little bit too big and not being able to carry around the mass as well? Could be. Uh, I mean, sure. yeah. I mean, a, a lot of that plays into it. You know, a lot of, you know, when you get big, a lot of these big guys, I mean, they can't go that many rounds. Right. Thrown at a, at a high rate of speed. Right. You know, high punch output. I mean, that can wear you, that can really wear you out. I mean, listen, Dimitri Bivol uh, is out there. He, Dimitri Bivol, uh, you know, uh, the champion. Uh, at a at light heavyweight, uh, one of the champions at twenty one and zero with eleven knockouts. Uh, the guy is just very skilled, uh, young and in his prime. Uh, I don't know. I, I I would advise Canelo. Hey man, that's that's one weight class a little bit too much. Yeah. Because I mean, think about it. Okay, let's say you get Bevo. What are you going to do? Fight better of next too? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there has to be a line at some point. And, yeah. You know, the thing is, he calls his shots. You know, unfortunately, he's. Well, not unfortunately. He's in a good spot. But, you know, he does call his shots, and he's not in a position where a team or somebody can tell him, hey, you know, you're fighting this guy, or you're going to fight who I tell you to. He's fighting who he wants. Right. And so, but he has an opportunity to fight him at 168, which I think he would benefit better fighting him at 168 than 175. But, you know, he's he's stubborn, he's proud, and he wants to avenge his defeat, and he wants to do it at you know, the weight class where Bivol is comfortable. Right. So you got to respect that too. You know, it's, it's a, I believe um, Ivory said in, in the first episode that it's old school mentality. That's and, right. And it is, it's an old school, you know, boxing mentality. You beat me. So I got to beat you now. Right. And, and there can't be no, no conditions, no this and that. You have, I have to beat you where you beat me at, which was at 175. So you got you to gotta respect that. Yeah, you got to respect it, man. Uh, listen, I, I love, <laughs> right? We talk about guys avoiding fights and how frustrating that can be. But Canelo wants to fight. Yeah. He wants to go out and get it. And he wants to go back to the weight class. And he wants to make it right. Um, which, I mean, in my mind, let's say he did. To me, probably that actually means a third fight somewhere in there, right? Yeah. A rubber match. Um, so that is yet to be seen. First things first. Let him have a showcase moment. John Ryder coming up this weekend for Cinco de Mayo out there in Guadalajara, Jalisco, Mexico. Yeah, it's going to be a big night. It's going to be a big <laughs> night for boxing. It's going to be entertainment. It's like if you go to the movies, you know, you're right. going for the entertainment, you know, yeah. and that's what it'll be. And, I, and again, I don't want to downplay John Ryder, but, you know, it's it's going to be entertaining and it's going to be at his expense. And I hate saying that, but I just, I just want to, I just hope he gets his money. He enjoys his money, takes care of his family with it, man, and just... Every fighter deserves a big payday, in my opinion, man. Absolutely. I just, I love seeing it. And, you know, so that's his way of getting it. That's his big moment. It's his Super Bowl. I hope he enjoys it. Yeah, man. Hey, you can count him out all you want. He will be laughing all the way to the bank. Exactly. Trust me. Exactly. Trust me. Congratulations on your payday, sir. Uh, speaking of paydays, uh, boy, I feel like this guy's trying to mess up his paydays. I feel, I don't know what is going on with him. And I'm going to give you a little bit of credit. You called this out last time we talked about him here on the show. Um, talking about Tiafimo Lopez, who, by the way, is scheduled to face Josh Taylor coming up June 10th. Uh, Tiafimo currently sitting uh, with a record of 18 and 113 uh, knockouts. Man, what is going on with Taylor? Now, 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 you, like I said, you called it out. You, you, you said he may not be in a good headspace. He's starting to prove you right. Uh, recently come out with some pretty crazy comments. Just kind of out of left field comments, criticizing ESPN uh, and their and in his words, favoritism towards you know black fighters. Which I'm like, Tao, what are you what are you talking about? Yeah. ESPN built your career, bro. Yeah, what, what what's going on with him, man? I uh, and I'm a fan, I, by the way. Me too. Which is why you know it's it's very confusing to hear him say stuff like that. And I yeah, think his words were uh, 
if ESPN wants the black fighters, they they can keep them, keep them. But uh, it just it's surprising to me because he's gotten plenty of shine. You know, Heisman night is usually tail night. It's tail ESPN. night. It's tail night, and so For the last couple of years, so, yeah, last last three four years, yeah. So that's where he's had some of his biggest showcases, some of his biggest knockouts. You know, highlight reel knockouts have been featured on ESPN during during Heisman night. So it's confusing why he would say something like that. You know, especially like if you go back through history, you know, black fighters have been discriminated and they have oh, not gotten abs- the shine. Absolutely. You know, guys like, you know, the ones that come to mind are Charlie Burley, mm. openly ducked. I don't even think he ever got a title shot. Sam Langford, you know. Very, yes. From welterweight to heavyweight, he fought, never got a title shot. Um, you know, Archie Moore didn't get his title shot, you know, till 36. Right. Why do you think that is? Exactly. And so to hear him say that now when, during the time when everybody is getting their shine, not because of race, but because of their skills. That's right. It's 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 confusing. It's disappointing. Disappointing. Uh, um, you know, I don't want to call them an ignorant, but those are ignorant takes. And, Absolutely. Uh, and they're flat out dumb. You know, this is coming from somebody who roots for Teo, who wants to see the man do good. But it, it it's getting to where, you know, I'm wondering where his mental health is at. You know, man, again, you called that out. You called that out last time we were talking. Uh, obviously, at that time, we were we were referring to the post-fight comments uh, after he fought Martin. And, uh, and, and I almost thought like, well, I'm going to give him a pass, right? Heat of the moment, this and that. But now this combined with some of the other odd things that I've been seeing from him, yeah. he might be in a very troubled place. I'm worried about him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's worrying. And, you know, I just, I hope he's got somebody in his team that, that cares about him. Someone that wants, that, uh, wants to see him, you know, be healthy outside the ring before anything else and, you know, tell them the right things. Hey man, you know, say this, don't say that, do this. And, you know, kind of look out for him, look out for his career, you know, cause I did question also last time that uh, it might be time for a new team and this could be the biggest, you know, evidence for it. You know, uh, Absolutely. I know, I know his dad, I think was doing some damage control for him, mm-hmm. but it, it could be time for a fresh start. He might need a new scenery. He might, sure. he might, man. Uh, and he's going to need, <laughs> He's going to need uh, uh, to be ready uh, come June 10th when he faces Josh Taylor. Uh, that's a real deal fight right there. Yeah. Uh, and, and we're going to find out, you know, I always quote Teddy Atlas on calling boxing, uh, the boxing ring, the chamber of truth. Yeah. We're going to find out what the truth is with Tao, uh coming up uh, June 10th when he takes on Josh Taylor. That's going to be a big fight. Really looking forward to that. Yeah. And listen, uh, serious, seriously, I, you know, we don't get to do this all the time, but this is our platform. And I just want to take the moment to say, Tao, hey, man, we're fans. We hope you're doing all right. Yeah, no, hope, for sure, for hope. sure. Um, and, and before before anything else, man, just I hope you're doing good in life. You know, forget boxing. Let's put that aside for a minute. Right. I just want to wish the man well and hope that he, you know, if he is struggling, I hope he gets the help he needs because, you know, I don't ever, I've never got the vibe that that man was a racist from from everything that uh, that I've seen of him. And Right. So I hope he's doing all right. And if he's not, man, I hope he gets the help he needs because right now it sounds and it sounds like he needs it. It, it, it. Things appear to be concerning. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Well, Taylor, wishing you the best, man. And obviously we want you to get uh, geared up for uh, your big match against Josh Taylor on June 10th. Uh, speaking of uh, getting geared up for a big match, uh, Ryan Garcia just had a huge fight. Uh, with Tank Davis, of course, coming up, uh, coming up a little bit short there, uh, being defeated by knockout. What a body blow from Tank! Uh, Ryan falls to twenty three victories, just one defeat. He just lost that fight against Tank, and still has nineteen knockouts on his record. Leaves his trainer 
Joe Goosen. I think they were together three fights uh, yeah, and fights. now uh, has left uh, trainer Joe Goosen. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's the right call. Mm. I think it's the right call. Um, I believe uh, Goosen made the comment of he's not training him. He's collaborating with him. Yeah. Well, interesting. To, to me as a coach, you know, that's troubling. Sure. You don't want to collaborate with your fighter. You want to train him. You want him to listen to you. Right. You're the you're the voice of authority in there in camp. And so when a fighter feels like he's going to call the shots on how you train and what what needs to be done strategically or you know it's cause for concern. And so I'm wondering how much of it is maybe is Ryan being coachable? How much of it is chemistry? How much of it is he just needs a new scene? But uh I will say that uh, those comments made me think that maybe Ryan might be the issue as well. Uh, maybe. I question that aspect of it, the fighter-coach relationship uh, when he left uh, Eddie Reynoso. I, yeah. I, I, thought, I thought when they got together that that was a great thing for Ryan. Yeah. But I know how they train over there, yeah. right? I've had a chance to watch plenty of 24-7s and all-axes on Canelo. I know how them boys get down. Yeah. And – it, it, Ryan, when Ryan excused himself from that situation, it made me ah, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, and wait. he needs something, you know, where it's more hard work. He needs somebody that is going to tell him what to do, and someone that's going to kick his ass in camp because that's that's what you need at that age, at that stage in your career. It is what you need, but but here's here's my question. He already got out of that situation one time. Now he's leaving Joe Goosen now, and now he's richer than he's ever been. Yeah, that. <laughs> What's it, what was the old Marvin Hagler quote? It's hard to get up at 4 a.m. and do road work when you're sleeping in, in silk sheets. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, like I, I, I don't know, man. My, 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 my questions about Ryan's future are growing uh, at the moment. Obviously, that's always going to happen after a big fight, but some of the fallout you start seeing here. And all right, leaves Joe Goosen. What, why? You know, what's the disconnect there? What's really going on? Yeah. Uh, you know, and Joe Goosen, by the way, is a really good coach. Yeah, uh, I've seen him uh, long time. And I got I got my first glimpse of him back in the nineties when I was a kid. I saw him coach the Rellas brothers. Yeah, Gabrielas, Rafael Rellas. Absolutely, great coach, man. Great fighters too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Miss those guys. Yeah, yeah. Great wars, man. Great warriors for sure. Speaking of seeing and watching, uh, looks like the uh, the numbers are kind of are in uh, for Davis versus Garcia. One point four million pay-per-view buys that in this day and age that's huge huge yeah that's huge and i think that solidifies both fighters as pay-per-view stars but it also shows how much drawing power ryan garcia has that's right if you go do the numbers i think tank was averaging what 200k per, uh, pay-per-view buys yeah. so so you know i think a lot of it has to do with you know he drew more fans because he fought a big name like garcia but a big big part of that has to do with Ryan's fan base specifically. Yeah. And, you know, and I think Oscar De La Hoya was right when he said he's, we're looking at the next face of pay-per-view, even though he took a loss. Right. And what should have been, uh, you know, his coming out party, he's, he still has a lot of fan, a lot of fans, a lot of drawing power. So, so that's actually a big plus for the sport of boxing, you know. I mean, it's great. And again, this is what we were hoping for. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it on the show leading up to the fight. You know, buy this fight. Support this yeah. fight. If you want to see more of these kind of fights, that's what we got to do. You got to vote with your dollars. And so, I mean, trust me, I wanted to stream it. Yeah. But I, I, I said, no, I'm going to stand on what I believe in. And, and I ordered the fight, watched the fight, and it was and, 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 and it was a great – it was very entertaining. Yeah, no, same here. You know, I – 
typically if it's a fight that I, you know, that I don't like or something, you know, it's it's the easy way to go on Facebook. But you know what, you know what, man, you know, I got I went and got some snacks, I got some food, I ordered this thing on pay per view. Like I got into it with my cable company because <laughs> so I didn't get to watch till like halfway through the I want to say the Rosado fight. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know I, got, I didn't miss the main event, right? And we still had a good time at the house, man. And and that's what it's about, you know, with you know bringing the sport of boxing back, you know, back to popularity. And I think that's what it's about. Uh, any good fits for you? Uh, let's say Ryan Garcia is out there shopping for a new trainer. Any good fits to you uh, so, that, that come to mind? Outside of uh, Reynoso and, you know, Canelo team, I mean, there can always be a reconciliation, but I don't know. I would say someone like Robert Garcia. That's a, that's a very good um, one. Freddie Roach, he'll, get, he'll make you work. You that's know, right. You know, he did wonders for Chavez Jr. when, when he had him. Yep. Made him a world champion. Uh, you know, I cannot see him going to Mexico and training with Beristain, but Beristain right. is an amazing coach. So I, I would narrow it down to uh, Robert Garcia, Freddie Roach, someone like that. Yep. And they're in Southern California, so... It it just it would be a better a, a good fit for them. It would make sense. It would make a lot more sense. It would make sure. sense. I, I know that Ryan and uh, Teddy Atlas have always kind of been friendly. He's been on Teddy's pod uh, a couple of times. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily the best fit stylistically. And Teddy's more of a motivator, right. than anything, right? And so uh, I, I don't know. I think it would be someone more like like Freddie or, or uh, Robert Garcia because uh, he needs to be coached up right now. He that's right. He doesn't need to call the shots in, in any type of camp. He needs to he needs to be coached, and he needs to be coachable. In, in order for him to make the necessary adjustments and improvements. Otherwise, I mean, you know, we could be looking at him taking another big loss on pay-per-view and, you know. Then we start losing a little bit of that power. We do. We, yeah. we start losing the drawing power. So he he needs to – he's going to have to look in the mirror. And if that is the case, he has to look in the mirror and say, look, I, if I'm going to grow, I have to do this. I have to listen to, to the, my coaching team. I have to trust trust the process. It's something that, by the way, me uh, something that Aaron Kimball taught me. You know, those that know me know I came up through uh, through the TCB boxing ranks, right? Through that gym, and you know, Aaron Kimball was one of my mentors. And one thing that he always said that stuck with me was trust the process, and that's something that I pa- pass along to my fighters. You have to trust the process, trust your coach's process for developing you. And so, if if Ryan can do that and he can trust the process of his of his coach, I think he can do big things. But if he thinks he can call the shots. That can be a recipe for disaster. It's it, time and time again, we've seen examples where that just doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, every now and then you get an exception, but that, again, uh, the, you, I, I agree with everything you just said there, man. And I love getting your perspective as a trainer, as a coach uh, on, on that. Real quick, man, want to jump into this. Uh, some news that came in today at the time of this recording, uh, Deontay Wilder was arrested uh, for a concealed weapon, apparently didn't have a license. He was driving his Rolls Royce, <laughs> uh, got pulled over apparently for illegal tent, so his windows were a little too dark, yeah. uh, and, a, and an obstructed license plate. So it might have had something fancy on his car where you couldn't see the license plate clearly. Gets pulled over. Uh, the police say that they smelled uh, marijuana. Uh, which they always say that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that may or may not have been true. Yeah. Uh, and, and so they search the car, yeah. find the weapon. Deontay goes to jail. Deontay gets out of jail in about five hours and then tweets, uh, I'd rather be safe than sorry. End of story. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's crazy. And, you know, you know, this was in, in, was this in Alabama? L.A. Oh, L.A. No, that's. Yeah, when, you know, California is very strict on, on guns and stuff like that. Very, so, too. Yeah. So Deontay's got to be more careful, man. I mean, I, I get it. He's got to have, you know, he's got to protect himself and, you know, and from certain situations. Yeah. But you gotta be careful, man. You gotta have you go through every proper channel, man, when you have your weapons. 
And I know California is a little bit different, but I mean, you can get a license to carry a weapon like that. Yeah. A concealed carry license. Again, I'm not going to talk about California. I don't know if that's yeah. one of the states where that counts or not. But either way, I you know, I agree with Deontay. I'd rather be safe than sorry, too. Yeah. But yeah, no, he's, he's got to go to the proper channels, man. He's a big name. He's, you know, go to the proper channels, get, you know, get, get your permits and, you know, you know, protect your family, protect yourself. That's what it's for, you know. Um, I don't know about the marijuana thing. I mean, like I said, that could have been anything. They could have just said it. Uh, yeah, I've been pulled over before too, and they said that. And it, was, and it was, what's that smell? And it was complete, you know, BS. Give me a know, break. But yeah, yeah, uh, we know how it works. Uh, but Deontay, uh, glad you're out. Glad you only had to spend about five hours in there. Uh, listen to me, Deontay's. Uh, you know, I, I, when I heard the headline, you know, for concealed uh, weapons charge, I was like, was he wearing gloves somewhere? Because yeah. <laughs> his right hand, you yeah, know. His, his right hand right there put anybody to sleep, man. Yeah, you I mean, may not get up. Yeah, so. I mean, I don't know how his aim is, but I would not like to get no. <laughs> with, with his right hand for sure. <laughs> not at all, man. Uh, you know, bomb squad. Come on, man. For sure, man. Uh, much love to Deontay Wilder, man. And, and I'm starting to hear. I'm starting to hear. I'm going to throw this out again, man, just to tickle the old rumors once more, one more time that they have been talking about possibly matching up against Anthony Joshua. Uh, again, that's just a dream at this point. So I yeah. want to be very clear on that. Yeah. There's no official word on that at all. But I had saw a couple more articles that they were maybe possibly trying to start some talks with that. Yeah. Well, I'd love to, I'd love to see it. I, I kind of already have my prediction set for that one. Right. Just because how I think it'll go. But I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. I think it'll be a, a big knockout for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Uh, would be a lot of fun to watch. Oh, yeah. No, it'd be. Get, give me a good undercard. That oh, can yeah. Go a few rounds. Yeah. And uh, let and then we'll watch the main event because the main event won't go, what, two or three. <laughs> That'll but, be that, right? But but give me a good undercard, man, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll gladly give you my money. I love that. Yeah. You can get my <laughs> money, baby. Let's yeah. make the fight happen. Let's, let's do it. Let's hey, do it. Hey, man. Uh, Hurricane, Fernando Rivas, Stan, thank you, my brother. Uh, appreciate you sitting down talking a little boxing with me today. Hey, man. You know, love talking boxing, man, and I can't wait, you know, for the next episode. And, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, by the way, uh, for all of you who are wondering, hey, this is Fair Ones. What's what's up with the Fairways? We got some content coming for you pretty soon, man, in the golf world. Matter of fact, uh, me and the crew are going to be going down to Tulsa in a couple of weeks uh, for the big Live Golf event that's happening out there. So that should be a lot of fun. Uh, so we'll start incorporating a little bit more of that. But again, this is a primarily boxing podcast. That's our bread and butter. That's what we like to cover. That's what we know. We do a little golf for fun. Yeah. And uh, we like to include some of that stuff yeah. in, the, in the show as well, too. But uh, Fernando, thank you, my brother. Thanks so much, man. And, you know, good luck with that. You know, I defer to you when it comes to golf, because I only know two names. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tiger yeah. Woods and Happy Gilmore. Hey, that's, that's it. <laughs> and on that note. And Chubbs. And that's right. It's all in the hits. <laughs> Apollo Creed, baby. Yeah. <laughs>